How's it going, everybody, and welcome to episode 198 of Master McGarden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is a listener's question again, and the question comes in from Peggy, who is a listener in Cavan. So she says, John, I've been listening to the podcast for over a year now and find it really helpful and informative. Thank you for that, Peggy. Um, I recently moved into a 1980s bungalow built on a windswept hill in County Cavan. It was built in a field with no garden whatsoever. And she goes on to say she's been adding native hedging around the perimeter. She's been trying to improve the soil, which is a clay soil with farmyard manure. And she has been adding shrubs, flowers, trees to the garden. She also says, which is which is a sort of a, a useful thing to, to know, she says that where she hasn't started work uh, or started planting yet, the rushes are starting to pop back up again. So that tells, tells us that the site is quite wet and windswept as well. But what she's looking for is she's looking to shelter, create a shelter out of trees for, for this new garden that she's trying to create and for the house in general, I guess. And I suppose that there's, you know, the fact that you have the hedge gone in is definitely a big help, but that will take time and it's going to take probably, you know, a good few years before you'll see sort of benefit from that. So now looking at trees is a very good idea. I'm assuming the fact that you've said it's on a, it was built in a field that you've, you know, a reasonable amount of space and that you're not, you know, you're not tight on space and that, you know, we'll, we'll work on that basis for answering the question. So. The, the first thing when it when it comes to planting trees is to have a look. Like if you look online, you're going to see straight away poplars being being mentioned, and as you know, as a windbreak tree, and that that's what would be used typically in you know commercial horticulture units. They would use poplars to create windbreaks. Uh, personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't put them in, in a garden situation at all. Uh, I don't even like them in you know that situation in the commercial horticulture situation, um, but they do have you know they do have a purpose. So if there's space there, potentially we could use those. Um, but the big thing to to note starting off is that I suppose back years ago, what used to be done to create these wind breaks, I guess was the planting of a really solid hedge, and you'll think back to you know back. Back to the 80s and 90s, you had the Lelandi phase where everyone was putting Lelandis around their houses to, to, you know, to, to, to shelter them and so on. And they were really fast grown and they created this really heavy green block. And what a lot of people found, and this is a really important thing to know, is that when you want to create a block for wind by putting something like a hedge, a solid hedge like that, what ends up happening is that you actually create worse wind on your site because you can't stop the wind. So that the, the idea is that you try and filter the wind rather than stop it. So what ends up happening is you plant this heavy hedge, this big solid hedge. The wind comes up, in this case, across the hill and hits the hedge and it's pushed upwards. And then it actually gets driven back downwards again and it creates more wind within your site. So the whole idea and the principle is that you try and filter the wind. So you're trying to filter it so that it's not all pushing through. You're you're getting little breaks through it, but you are allowing it through. Creating a solid block like uh, like they used to do in the old days with a landy hedge is not a good idea. As I say, that will create worse wind on your site. 
it'll create these gusts and these swirls that will that will happen on your site as opposed to blocking it from coming in. So you can't stop the wind. So the whole idea is that you will try and filter it through. It'll re- reduce the severity of it coming across your site then. And that's the, that's the idea of you know wind breaks. The proper way is is to filter. The fact that you've said that there's rushes coming back up on the areas that you haven't got around to planting yet says that it's a wet site. And I suppose the fact that it's on a hill, you know, windswept, it's it's challenging, you know, but it isn't impossible. The first thing, you know, we've said it before, anytime you're looking to do a sort of a planting job, have a look around the area and see what trees are doing well. And that will give you a really, really good indication as to what's going to work in your area, you know, because you can come up with a list of trees that, you know, you're going to plant in your garden, but if they're not suitable, they'll either underperform for a long, long time or they won't just, they could actually even die. So know what's working well in your area and you, you'll be able to see that by, you know, having a look around, talking to you know somebody else that might have done the same thing close to you. And then from there, you'll be able to figure figure out what trees will be. I suppose, suitable for the site. But based on the information I have, um, windswept hill, it's going to be, you know, it's, a, it's in a field. So I'm assuming that we're not kind of stuck for for space here, that there's, there is going to be a bit of space to maybe create something here. And, you know, based on that, the fact that this rush is coming up, we know the type of trees that we'd be able to work with. The fact you've planted a native hedge already, you know, says that your you know native is what you'd like, and definitely you know you can you can get a good shelter from from native trees that will work on this site. So, where would you start? I suppose the 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 first thing is what type of tree is going to do well here. So it's going to be a hardy tree, and if we're looking to filter the wind, what we might do is instead of planting a line of trees that are just going to grow tall and and filter the wind that way what we might try and do is create layers a little bit like for all the world a mini forest and this is going to give us loads of benefits number one it's going to filter the wind which is what we're looking for but it's going to filter it in a in a sort of more natural way so like what you would see you know on a forest if you think if you ever go out walking on a really windy stormy day in a forest, you'll you'll still have your wind, you'll still have rain, but it always feels a lot calmer in there. So you're filtering the wind. The forest is filtering out the wind. Now, obviously, this is not uh, you know this is not going to be a forest we're creating here, but we can create that effect even on a smaller scale. So to the very outer edge of your of your site, I will be planting uh, alder trees. So alders are a native tree. And the fact that you've got a native hedge, you know, we'll try and keep it along the same lines. And I think you will find your your most suitable trees for doing this within that. So alder is really fast grown, loves wet ground, damp ground, which, you know, it sounds like it is if there's rushes popping up. Will grow in most areas, doesn't mind wind and is very, very useful on the outer perimeter. And this is your first wall. This is your first filter. and as I say, it'll grow in wet ground. You can plant them close together. It does have benefits, you know, from from bio, biodiversity perspective as well. There is benefit in it, and that can be your outer layer. You can also there is you know a couple of birch trees that will do fairly well. Um, so there's a downy birch, 
which is I suppose the you you will see that kind of in you know wet wetter or boggy style um, plantings. Then there's the silver birch, which is much more attractive tree. Looks really well. Obviously, it has that silvery bark. Again, a native tree. It does prefer it a little bit drier, but when we're creating this sort of mini forest, so to speak, you can get away with things that you may not get away with if you were planting this as a singular tree on its own. So we're doing the layers here. We're doing the alder at the very outside. And then maybe in from that, you're going to plant some some birch, either, either type of birch. And they, as I say, will give you a little bit more in terms of biodiversity, but they'll also look a little bit better because alder alder is useful tree for biodiversity but not overly attractive it's okay but it's not overly attractive so get some silver birch and the fact that we're now in october we're probably a month away from the start of bare root season and all of these trees you know will be will be able to be got during that period of time they can be bought as saplings or they can be bought you know as bigger trees whatever you decide so there your kind of layers. So first layer, alder, birch in your second layer. If you wanted to, you can use, you know, poplar, well, which is the aspen tree, uh, is the native Irish one. And if you wanted to, you could use that. It'll grow in wet ground. It'll grow very tall. It will filter the soil, or sorry, will filter the wind and, you know, can be added in there. The reason I'm not a big fan of it is that the if it's in kind of goodish ground, the roots can kind of run and sucker. So you may not want that. I, again, I don't know the size of the site here. So if it's a case that you have a huge site and you're okay for it to sucker, as in you plant a tree, but another one pops up a few feet away. If you're okay with that, then work away. But other than that, I probably would avoid that one. Um, then on top of that, we have things like willow. Again, we have native willows and they, they will be very very suitable very very fast growing so very suitable for the wet ground very fast growing and again they're going to filter and these can be all sort of mixed in your outer your outer edge of of this you know when i say you yeah, might might plant these maybe three four meters apart and they're all going to grow into one other, other over time but they're not going to create a really heavy block they're going to create this filter that will filter the wind up, up along your site now, maybe not straight away, but over time as these develop, you're going to get that shelter that we're talking about. So the, the wind is going to be filtered. There's going to be less of it coming through. And these will you know, grow up reasonably tall and they will filter that wind. But the other thing that's going to happen is that you're going to start to create because they're taking, taking from the ground. So you're going to start to create, as I say, a little mini forest. And then potentially you can start to grow things that wouldn't grow there if you planted them on their own so inside again in the next layer you might be able to get away with oak which really does like dry soil um, and dry sites but the fact that you're putting in other trees you're starting to create maybe a little microclimate that will allow a tree like an oak to get going uh, on top of that then now again oak, oak potentially if you can get it going is going to grow into a big tree and again i don't know the size of the site so this you know, may not work there, but you're able to do things by creating these layers that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do. Um, other ones that you can use as you as you come in along is hazel. Hazel is a really good one. Obviously, 
potentially you're getting nuts from it very good for biodiversity um can be coppiced quite hard and quite regularly so every year you can literally chop it to the ground and that's going to be really good for making things around the garden so plant supports fences all that sort of thing so hazel is a really good one to add in and then as you come back up along the site so these are the layers you and again depend on size maybe something like a scots pine could be grown there uh, that's a really nice tree will do well in in tough sites and things like mountain ash again that's going to give you it'll grow on a tough site doesn't mind wind doesn't mind wet too much doesn't like it absolutely fully waterlogged the same way as willow would but it will grow on a, on a tough site um so now you're coming inwards towards the house and you're able to add things like you know the mountain ash which is going to give you berries and flowers and you're starting to add a little bit of a i suppose a look yeah it's going to look a little bit better because the alders themselves are not that pretty silver birch will look quite good and you can add to that and so now you're creating as i say a mini forest back up along depending on how well this establishes then like over the next number of years you could add in a lot more you know especially along the perimeter things like hollies you know things that you would see gilder rose things that you would see on the perimeter or the the outer edge of a, of a forest and now you have completely filtered the wind but you're also starting to create a little microclimate back up in your own garden the, pla- the fact that you're getting in a lot of these trees, you will see that the soil will start to, I won't say dry, because if it is a very wet site, it won't dry, but it will be drier and more manageable uh, than if if you didn't have you know, these trees there. So they will start to help with all of that. And then you'll be able to create these little zones that you'll be able to create your own little gardens in back up along the site. I would say that when you're doing something like this, taking on an undertaking like this, you can be always kind of fighting against, you know, the site, fighting against nature a little bit here. And if you try to take on too much, you know, when you say you've you've put down or you've got ready for planting and then the rushes have taken back over and, you know, you can be always fighting against it. So what you're trying to do is create this microclimate, this filter the wind, create these little micro zones within your garden. And like that won't happen overnight, but over, certainly over the next six, seven, eight years, that will happen. And you'll have these these zones then. That planted area can become a forest on itself, you know, so that can be you know, it can be a feature in that. You can have little walks through it and whatever else. Um over time, then you might be able to add, you know, bulbs through there as it establishes, as it helps to as it becomes more forest-like, you might be able to add some bulbs and some underplanting in there that will look good in time. But then as you come back up along, what I would say is tackle small areas. So rather than trying to take on a huge area and you know, try to push back against the site, create a small area and smaller areas. Develop those, get them going, get them established so that you're not always fighting back against against the site and that will be you know probably your best route to success definitely if you have the space with it which it sounds like it does that's the route i would be going you already have your native hedge around the outside but i would be create trying to create this sort of a mini forest all around the outer perimeter and i think that will give you you know that will give you over time 
over the next seven, eight, nine, ten years, that will give you this filtration of the wind that, that you need in order to, I suppose, start to work on the rest of the site. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of the advice. The, the trees, again, so if space is an issue, I would say alder, alder just inside your perimeter is probably the fastest growing, the best. Mix in a bit of willow, mix in a bit of, of birch, and those trees will give you reasonable shelter. They'll filter the wind, and they will they will definitely get going there because they're going to be tough and hardy. They're all native as well. So, and if it's a case that you have a good bit of space, now when I say good bit of space, like you can create this sort of a mini forest effect, maybe ten meters, twelve meters, fifteen meters back from your perimeter. So if you have that space, then that's definitely what I would be doing. And given that you're coming into the the bare root season, that can be done. You know, over the next few months, the you'll be able to get them as saplings. So depending on what the budget is, you can you can get saplings, um, which won't you know have a high cost to them per tree. Be obviously be a bit a little bit slower to establish. A sapling is going to be something that's maybe ninety centimeters to hundred centimeters in in height, um, depending on the, on the variety. Um, but the fact that they're alder, willow, they're going to grow very quickly. So I think it's fine getting those as saplings, get them in, let them grow really quickly. And then they'll they'll give you that benefit over the next, as I say, six, seven, eight years. And then that will start to create these microclimates that will allow you to do your thing in the rest of the garden. So I suppose that's kind of, you know, like there is poplars. You know, as I say, poplars are a tree that's used a lot for, for shelter bells. I don't personally like them. They, they do sucker. And especially if you're going into good ground, if they're in really poor ground, they can be kind of restricted a bit. All right. But if you put them into good ground or, or reasonably good ground, they can sucker and you can get these new trees coming up, you know, quite a bit away from the original tree that you plant. And as I said, that, that might be OK in this scenario. And if it is work away, get them in as well. Um, but but I would be, be saying here that the best selection is alder willows um birch and then as the thing develops you might be able to get some you know hardwood trees in there you know even hopefully things like oak um scots pine would definitely grow mountain ash and then around the inner perimeter things like hazel which will look good which will have biodiversity benefit you'll be able to use the the coppicing wood that you cut off you'll be able to use them around your garden and so you're getting multifunctional benefits and it would look good and it would create this microclimate within the garden. So I hope that helps, Peggy. It's a um, fairly straightforward question. Definitely look around the, the local site because, you know, or the local area, because what is growing for your next door neighbor or the, you know, the person up the road is going to work for you as well. So you can take, you can take, uh, I suppose, inspiration from that or, learning from that rather than you know chancing things but any of those i've been 99 sure that any of those that i've mentioned are going to grow on that site and then as the sort of mini forest develops you'll be able to add more because you will be creating your own sort of microclimate your micro zone then and that's that's the key filter the wind don't block it fully get trees that are going to be suitable for the ground given that it's wet so you're talking tough trees hardy trees 
You want ones that are going to grow fast because you want to see the benefit in sort of seven to 10 years, as opposed to some of the other ones that might take 20, 30 years before you see any real obvious benefit. So yeah, that's that's the choice. Alders, birch, willow, and then add on to that as, as the thing develops over the next number of years. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, best of luck with it. As I say, when you come back, back up through the garden and you're looking to develop new areas, sort of take on small pieces uh, as opposed to trying to conquer the entire site all at once. Take on small pieces, get them manageable, get them working, um, you know, have them the way you want them and then maybe add on to that and create kind of zones as, as you go along. And, you know, don't be afraid up through the site then as well. You know, there may be potential to add hedges within the garden. So you've obviously plant, planted the, you know, the hedge around the outer perimeter. And that's great. Over time, that will give you, you know, all the biodiversity benefit and some level of shelter. But up through the garden as well, why not create little mini zones for yourself? So, again, little hedging areas around, you know, if you had a seating area within the garden, put a little hedge around it that's giving you another little bit of shelter and now you're starting to create zones within the garden as well and once you're internal in the garden you know any type of of hedge will be will be useful for that whether that's you know you know something like a, a native yew hedge or even you know even what you've already planted your native plantings of uh, white thorn black thorn all of those create little zones within your garden and those zones will become more manageable because, as I say, you're creating little microclimates and you're given that extra bit of shelter up the site. So that's the way I would go with that. I hope the information has helped and uh, best of luck with your planting. You've great, great timing anyway, because bare root season starting off in a few weeks time. I would definitely, if you are doing any planting during the bare root season, I'd be definitely do, using mycorrhizal fungi. I use it on all plantings. It really is, especially with bare root, it really is like an insurance policy to make sure that they get established. So that's definitely what I'd be doing. It increases the root zone, especially when you're going into ground that isn't you know, the best ground. It really, really helps with establishment. And the quicker you can get them established, the quicker you're going to get the shelter that you're looking for from these trees. So that's something else I would be doing. But best of luck over the next few weeks. And uh, you, know, you have lots of opportunity here to to start to get this created in 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 the short term and then you'll see the longer benefit over maybe seven to ten years from this so i hope that helped peggy and uh bare root season is coming up so i'm definitely going to be chatting a bit about native trees in the in the coming episodes and we'll be talking about native planting and hedging and all of that sort of things so we'll try and keep it as i suppose as relative as possible to the timing we have another episode coming up in, in the next week or two on bulbs as well. And I suppose the, the gardening, there's not much happening in gardening at the moment. We've just had another week of horrendous weather, another storm. Can't think of the name of it offhand, but it has caused huge flood damage down around the southwest and, and south of the country. And yeah, it just, it just it seems to be no end to this rain at the moment. But there's still loads to be at, loads to be planning. So that's been this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening. Mm-hmm.